At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. The first hour of Follow the Money was presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Joined now by Lou Finicaro, UFC expert. Pro Sports Better. He does a great job in Point Spread Weekly. Pick up this week's edition as well. And we have UFC 270 this Saturday, the pay-per-view card, and a great main event with Gan and uh, uh, Ganu. Okay, so you wrote that you liked uh, Gan minus 120. And now it's come up. And now you've seen as high as 160. I think the public's going to get involved late and say, my God, and Ganu's a dog. How can this be? And it'll come back down. Why do you like the favorite? Well, first of all, uh, Matt and Paul, thanks for having me on this morning. Uh, as I break down this fight, uh, really, as I look at the Nganu side, I see an unbelievably athletic specimen who is being taught how to be a mixed martial artist. What he has currently is explosion, power, unbelievable power, and uh, a very focused mind frame. He, these two fighters are very, very cerebral. And when you hear them talk, you can't get confused with their mild-mannered ways outside the cage. Inside the cage, these guys are killers. Gane on the other side from Ninganu does have power. His power is probably more accumulated. He played soccer and basketball as a kid, and that has really translated to him uh, as having terrific movement, uh, evasive skills, both offensively and defensively. Gane is the more skilled mixed martial artist. He's in there against an athletic guy that has power and explosion. And Gane's going to have to remain measured and somewhat like a bullfight, he's going to have to be judicious take time, and try and draw energy from Nganu in order to expose him later. Hmm. Hmm. So how, how early could this fight end, and uh, do you have an opinion on the total? Do you think uh, you're looking at over or under in this fight? 
I first saw the totals at two and a half, and uh, the, the over opened uh, minus uh, plus one fifteen went right to minus one hundred five, and and I see it like that. I think there's a correlation, Matt, that Ghani is going to need to keep distance, work his jab, and take some steam out of Nganu in order that something might happen in the fourth or fifth round. You're not getting Nganu out before three rounds in any capacity from any fighter. In in my opinion. Okay. Meanwhile, if you're on the Nganu side and you like the plus money, then I think the under probably makes more sense because to me it looks like Nganu's chance is going to be to touch Ghane, and if Nganu touches anyone, they'll go. Can you expand on your analysis as well in terms of the larger cage, the familiarity factor, and maybe some friction between Nganu and the UFC, please? Yes, the familiarity factor is that when Nganu found his way to France, he made it to this gym because he wanted to be a boxer. First man he saw was Fernand Lopez. Fernand Lopez took him in and thought he'd be a better mixed martial artist, converted him to mixed martial arts. Sometime later in that same gym working with Fernand Lopez was Ghane starting out his career. And these two have sparred together. This is three years ago when Ghani and, and Nganu were shells of what they are now, but they've sparred together. They know one another. Nganu has now left Fernand Lopez and is working with Eric Nixick in Las Vegas while Ghani remains in Paris. So there's familiarity between the two. And the, and the larger cage benefits the favorite here in, in, the, in the over. Well, the, the larger cage base, it's a 30-foot cage against a 25-foot cage at the apex. So in in Anaheim, it'll be the larger cage. That's about 20% more space. And it allows one with legs and requiring movement and space control to have more room to do so. Definite advantage for Ghani, who uses his legs more. When Nganu beat Miocic, it was in the small cage, and that was much to Nganu's favor because there's no room to run. Right. Follow the money. Paulie, Matt, Lisa, and the Esports Betting Network, talking UFC with Lou Finnecaro. Give him a follow on Twitter at Gamble Lou. Always does a great job in Point Spread Weekly. How about the trilogy with Moreno and Figueredo, where this is, you know, you're very big into weigh ins, and uh, there's a big reason why. As uh, you're not going to make a move until you see the weigh-ins. Explain that, please, and your thought process on this fight. Yes, uh, Figueredo is, is a monster for 125 pounds. He's a chiseled guy, and most believe he should be fighting at 35. But he continues to want to cut the weight to get to 25 because of his advantage the next day after he puts another 20 pounds on after making weight. In his last two fights against Moreno, the first one a draw just over a year ago, and in back in June, he was submitted. In each case, he had real trouble making 125, they don't get the extra pound in a championship fight, so he has to get to 25. Uh, so it's contingent on any interest in this fight for me to see 
Figueredo get on the scale. If he struggles on the scale, which I anticipate, mm-hmm. I expect Moreno to dominate him. However, if he's one of the first five guys on the scale, looks good and gets to start drinking juice and eating bananas right after, I'm going to regard him as being in a pretty good spot. Now, Moreno was plus 285 in June. Now he's minus 180 or so. Oh. It's a different handicap. But a healthy Figueredo that makes weight, to me, makes this fight almost a cinch for a draw. I don't see Figueredo getting him out of there. If anything, as the fight gets into four and five, I think Moreno will turn it on. But a a fit on weight Figueredo translates to me to be an over three and a half or over four and a half proposition on the rounds. Okay, very good. Interesting analysis with uh, Lou Finicaro. Do we have a live dog here in Stamen? Plus 170, 165 range. He's fighting under Magomedov, and the Magomedov probably gets a little bit of extra uh, thumb on the scale as far as pricing is concerned, just by his name. But this is a long, lanky Nurmagomedov that's more a kickboxer than he is really a vice grip wrestler. Stamen's got a wrestling background. He's short, he's stocky, he always fights with a chip, and he's always fought top 12 guys. I think Stamen, based again, I'm going to wait to watch Wayne. But if both these guys weigh in and look good, Stamen is a target of mine. I, I think he's he's in a good position against Nurmagomedov, and he's a pretty good underdog. Anything else on the card? Maybe another total? Or anything else you're looking at? Any other leans? Yes, Mikel Pereira, a Brazilian fighter fighting at welterweight, 170 pounds. He was scheduled to fight one fighter that fell out. Now he takes on a short notice opponent from Portugal, Fialo. This Fialo is dangerous and Pereira can be sloppy sometimes. I'm really looking close at that fight because I'd like to think that Fialo might have the puncher's chance here at better than two to one underdog. Wow, okay, plus 250 here at Cirque. Look at that. And he's hit several of these before. Yeah. Aside from the main event, and Ganu right now plus 135 here at Cirque, you got 12 fights up on the board. Uh, Lou, where will you post uh, some of your other best bets by Saturday? Because I know you're going to have plenty of uh, plays before the card goes off, and maybe a few that you don't have right now. That's exactly correct. Thanks, Matthew. Um, I do a podcast, the Bout Business Podcast. It drops on Friday afternoon. It's 16 to 18 minutes, and all it is are the final releases for each particular UFC card. So this Friday, my four to six releases will be on the Bout Business Podcast that drops on Friday afternoon as well. I get the opportunity to appear on VSIN's first strike. That also drops Friday afternoon and releases are available there as well. Where do you, uh, how do you watch fights? I always find this uh, curious because every week I get invitations from people. Sure. You probably do, Paul. Come out yeah. to this sports bar. We're going to be out watching the games. Come over to this sports book and watch the games. If I've got a lot of money riding on the games, I like to watch the games at home where I can concentrate on what's going on. I don't like to be around a lot of people yapping. Lou, how about you? Do you uh, do you have tunnel vision? Do you lock yourself in your office and watch these? Do you watch all these UFC cards at home? I do. I, I mean, I watch the weigh-ins. I'm, I'm okay. watching interviews right now. But, to, but the fights, yes. And I'll tell you another reason why, Matt, and it's probably the same with you as in golf, live betting. 
I have to be in front of a computer yes. because uh, UFC sets up really well to live betting because the minute break in between rounds. And so I'm active in between those rounds investing. Great job, Lou. Phenomenal appearance. A great breakdown. And I'll come out there soon to try the ribs. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And, Paula, you're invited anytime, my Thank friend. Thank you, sir. You great know, we job. were out at Lou's house in uh, Phoenix. I saw the setup. Last summer, he, oh. he uh, put some brisket and a smoker. It was outstanding. And uh, we watched the fights at his house. But uh, that's a good point he brings up, and I do the same thing. You probably do on yeah. football or hoops. If you're going to live bet during these games, too, you can't be hanging out at a sports book mm-hmm. with a big group of people yapping and things like that or at a sports bar. And I think uh, a lot of times you're going to miss things. And I like to focus on the games and, and what's going on. So he likes the favorite. He likes gone in the main event and the over. Mm-hmm. He likes the Moreno fight over if uh, Figueredo's okay with the uh, weigh-ins. Uh, Stamen plus 170, plus 165, a lean there. And Fialo plus 250. That's a lean as well with a uh, fighter's chance. You can catch him with a shot, as he said, uh, in one of the fights too. So there you go with Lou. And he's given out plenty of uh, $2 or higher dogs on this show as well. Interesting analysis. He's been on a, a really good run overall, and especially on this show since the, uh, the right. pandemic oh. shutdown. Right, right, right. Well, one thing, too, that'll come down. In my opinion, that comes down. What's that? The, the, the money will show public money uh, on Ngannou. In, Ngannou, yeah. yes. Plus so 135 right absolutely. now in circle. Absolutely. Some good props and an update on Harbaugh that may surprise you next. Follow the money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today. Promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. Great NBA numbers coming up at the bottom of the hour. Also revisit some good trends and stuff from Steve Mackinnon in the NFL. Mike Palm in the last hour. Uh, no hyperbole. Right rundown of what happened this past week at Circa. And uh, Ira Kaufman on the Tampa Rams game. That we'll get to as well. Good props up. Every day they're adding stuff at various places. DraftKings put this up, Mr. Humans. Stage of elimination. 
When will the next loss occur? Or does it, will the loss occur? Tampa, plus 130 to lose Sunday. Plus 190 to lose in the championship game. Plus 550 to lose in the Super Bowl. And plus 550 to win it all. Hmm. Tennessee, plus 140 to lose Saturday. Plus 165 to lose in the AFC title game. Plus 450 to lose in the Super Bowl. Plus 850 to win it all. All right, the Bucs are going to win this week and uh, meet their demise in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers gets his revenge in a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game, which the Packers choked away. Right, and your thoughts on Tennessee? Uh, Tennessee wins this week. And then? Falls in the AFC title game to the Bills or Chiefs. I I mean, 9 out of Mm -hmm. 10 people would probably say that, right? Not going out on a limb, saying the Titans are going to win this week. And what's that number? What's that? What's Tennessee? Well, at Tennessee's going to be at home. I, w- I would think the the Bills will go off as a favorite in that game, or or the Chiefs would be. What if the Chiefs win by thirteen points? Well, if the Chiefs win by thirteen, I think the Chiefs go off as like uh, two and a half point favorites at Tennessee. Bills might be a similar number. Okay, don't you think the Titans are going to yeah. be home dogs? Well, they only open up two and a half against the Bengals. I mean, that would yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah, Green Bay plus two ten to lose Saturday night, plus three eighty to lose in the Super Bowl, plus three fifty to win the Super Bowl, plus three fifty. Not stealing at this point. I no. I, I did bet the uh, the Packers to win the Super Bowl early December, late November, early December, uh, at circa ten to one odds. I think it was late November. Ten to one. That was the latest. Interesting. And then a couple okay. days later, it dropped to nine to one, and it's been plummeting ever since. But I thought ten to one at that point was a pretty good number. Bills one thirty <laughs> to lose Sunday, plus three fifty to lose in the AFC Championship, five to one to lose in the Super Bowl, seven to one to win it all. Chiefs plus one fifteen, plus three to lose uh, Sunday, plus three thirty to lose in the AFC title game, three eighty in the Super Bowl, plus four fifty to win it all. Stage of elimination props. Up at DraftKings. Also, they put up, I like this. Uh, we can't bet at DraftKings, though, but I'll recommend this. Will a game go to overtime? No, minus 190 mm. is the, the price only on the no. You know what? Well, I can't gamble. I mean, the way these games are priced, they're very competitive. I would priced, if I, if people can bet at DraftKings, yeah. I would bet that, right. Minus 190. Yeah, you're right. That three of the games are when, with a low spread. When you're talking yeah. about field goal lines and three, mm-hmm. you know, there's a decent chance you're going to see an OT game. Mm-hmm. Very good prop. Uh, at Caesars, William Hill. Will there be a safety? <laughs> yes, plus 330. No safety, minus $4. Thank you, Kyler Murray, and the Monday yeah, night game. Oh, wow. But we, uh, we, we had six games and no safety, and that opened no minus $2 and closed 270 Missed extra points. Careful now with Bass. I mean, he had two in the Patriot win, and he almost double doink on the other one. Missed extra points, one and a half, under minus 135. Two-point conversions, one and a half, under minus 190. Got to take the plus there money were, there. Wait a minute. There were two two-point conversions last week in six yeah. games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, who knows? But you're going to get a, a Right. You never know what The, the Bills game could be crazy. Yeah. Right. Is there I a could, You're just guessing on something like that. I, you bring up a good point about Bass and the Bills kicker. That's yes. That, you know, when I'm you concerned. handicap that game, you can say, "Well, we all agree the Bills are the better team." Blah blah right. blah. But the kicking game could end up losing that for the Bills. Oh, special teams could could uh, decide a game. Absolutely, especially when you're talking about uh, how bad the Packers have the worst special teams. 
You have uh, bad special teams with the Niners. I thought Lombardi made a good point. Put Debo back on kicks because mm-hmm. Green Bay struggles to cover kicks, and and do you still have a lot of confidence in Crosby? Uh, and then Tampa was, I think, twenty seventh on yeah. Tampa's twenty seventh special teams as well. DVOA at Football Outsiders. Um, anything here stick out at you? Offensive DVOA: Cincinnati eighteen, Tennessee twenty. Defensive DVOA: Cincinnati nineteen, Tennessee twelve. Special teams, Cincy 8th, Tennessee 22nd. Uh, when you're talking about DVOA, a lot of people don't know what that stat means. DVOA, defensive adjusted value above average. It's a predictive yep. stat. It's more of a true ranking of uh, where these teams uh, rank offense, defense, special teams. The thing that jumps out to me is uh, the Buffalo Bills DVOA first in defense to Chiefs 24th. Yes. Uh, if you're looking at those charts, mm-hmm. that's the one that jumps off the page to me. Yep. You mentioned the special teams. Buffalo 19th, Kansas City 3rd, Rams 4th, Tampa 27th, Niners 26th, Green Bay dead last in special teams. Great breakdown, great uh, graphic, guys. Uh, when you look at that, it's interesting. They head-to-head and also interesting when you look at the who we have left and the where they're ranked offensively. Packers, 49ers, top 10. Bills, Chiefs, top 10 in offense. Buccaneers, 3rd. Rams fifth, assuming that's overall, but uh, offense, excuse me, uh, Kansas City third, Tampa first, Rams eighth, Packers second, and the Niners are uh, fifth with the offensive rankings too. But uh, that what Rick Gosson wrote about uh, earlier, that the Bills only allowed one 300-yard passer and one 100-yard receiver the whole season is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, that's that astonishing. Is. And that hey. was against Brady in that crazy game uh, with the back and forth and the crazy finish in the game uh in December, what they had. We that chart. Special teams. Chiefs yep. third, Bills 19th. Yeah. Rams fourth in special teams, Bucks 27th. A lot of times when you handicap these games, you tend to forget about the special teams aspect of it. Sure. Here's your Harbaugh update. Michigan sources think Harbaugh would take the Raiders job. Mike Florio says the reality he's be interested in any NFL opportunity that presents a realistic shot at getting him the Super Bowl win he almost had nine years ago. The initial report was from uh, Bruce Feldman, who said the, that Michigan uh-huh. thinks if Harbaugh is offered the Raiders' job, he'd take it. I think so. That's too. multiple sources inside Michigan football. There's another report that said the Raiders – aren't as interested in Harbaugh as perhaps Harbaugh wants the Raiders to be. Exactly. Harbaugh is shopping himself. He's trying to get competing offers. He's going to get a big raise at Michigan if he stays. Uh, If he goes, he's going to get a fat contract in the NFL. I've heard that Harbaugh wants a contract from the Raiders similar to what John Gruden had. You can't give Jim Harbaugh 10 uh, years and $100 million. Can you give him five years and $50 million? And Harbaugh is going to want personnel control too. Can you give that to him? No. Can you make him coach GM? I don't think so no. either. No. So, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, I believe this headline is true on Bruce Feldman's uh, story there. Sources inside Michigan think Harbaugh would take the Raiders' job if offered. I agree with that. But uh, what are the stipulations going to be? Are the Raiders, Mark Davis, going to offer him uh, full per- personnel control? Because that's what he's going to want. He's going to want about $10 million a year. Are the Raiders going to offer that? I would, I would say probably not. So, Do you think he'll come right, again right away and win? Like he did, he took over a, the 49ers were down and out when he took the job. Uh, he's 58. He went 44, 19, and one in four seasons with the Niners. He did a great job with Colin Kaepernick, too. You remember yes, he did. Uh, 
how well Kaepernick played with uh, Harbaugh as coach. I no, I would tend to think not. Even though the Raiders went ten and seven and got to the playoffs, they were a little bit lucky in those last four games, right? What if it's and a different a, job? Huh? What if it's the Bears? Oh, well, you say? If, I thought you said is he going to come right in, win right away with the Raiders? No, he's not going to win right away with the Bears either because Justin Fields is not ready to be a quarterback who's going to carry a team to the playoffs, is he? You think so? Mike North, uh, by the oh. way, if you uh, follow oh, him on Twitter, Mike North has got a funny video up there where he says Matt Nagy should never be a head coach in the NFL again. And uh, mm-hmm. that's at North to North on Twitter. It's a good watch. You and I were watching it during the break. I don't think Matt Nagy should ever be a head coach in the NFL again either. But if you take that Bears job, do you have to buy into Justin Fields and say, this yes. is the guy, we're going to commit to him and develop him? Would Jim Harbaugh do that? And then you because that Bears, well, it depends though. Huh? It depends what happens to Rodgers. I wouldn't be. I don't care if they win the Super Bowl. Right. I think there's a good chance he leaves. Decent chance. Hard to say. I mean, it's if they win the Super Bowl, I think he stays. If they lose the Super Bowl, I think he probably still stays. If they lose this week or in the NFC title okay. game, probably a greater chance that Aaron Rodgers. We should go somewhere right. else. Well, good discussion. And I like uh, I like what Denver's doing, talking to all these Green Bay assistants, too. Yeah. What's going on as well. We got some incredible NBA num- numbers and nuggets we'll share coming up next. Uh, also, get back to win lose as well and recap what happened last night in the association. Embiid goes for 50 in 27 minutes. LeBron has 30 again in the loss. And you won't believe what Vogel said about Westbrook. And the Lakers after the game as well. All that coming up. Decent. Follow the money. These sports betting networks. Follow the money on Vsin, the sports betting network. Join the playoff action with the Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in the Safe Park Contest Series and compete for a cut of 45000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. See DraftKings.com for details. Yeah, good feedback, too, on the Whopper and the chicken sandwich at Burger King. Is that many people saying it's underrated, and it is. I don't know if the Whopper's underrated. We all know how great the Whopper is. Do we? How can you not? Are <laughs> you talking about Hall of Fame fast food sandwiches? The Whoppers, a first ballot well said. sandwich. Well said. Uh, the Big Mac is too, like it or not. A lot of people love the Big Mac. Yeah. That's yeah. a Hall of Fame sandwich. The Whopper is too. The chicken sandwich can be underrated. A lot of people don't remember how great that original chicken sandwich is at BK. What else is on the Hall of Fame list? McRib, first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Good, uh, good. <laughs> That's good, though. Well, good uh, feedback on that. Well, what you said earlier Arby's with the pot Whopper. roast sandwich. Okay, another good one. It was only around for a month, but one of the greatest sandwiches of all time. Where's the chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A? Oh, that's a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like the other one. Okay. Uh, Lakers lose last night. Incredible. They're now under 500 again as they start a six-game road trip. They said Vogel, Vogel will be on the plane to Orlando <laughs> on Friday. If they lose that game, though, I don't know. It might be a Lane Kiffin situation with USC. They're at Orlando Friday. 
Then they go to Miami, Brooklyn, Philly, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Again, under 500 here at Circa, minus 330 only to make the playoffs. They're going to go well under the win total. Mm -hmm. Now Vogel on the hot seat. Westbrook benched for the final 330, 5 of 17 shooting. LeBron again with 30 points in the game, but they blow a 15-point lead to the Pacers, who had three road wins the entire season and had lost 10 of 11. So it is squeaky bum time for Vogel. And again, look at February. Clippers, Knicks, Milwaukee, Golden State, Utah, Clippers. Tough March schedule. Man, I mean, this is uh, there could be changes coming in Los Angeles. And also, Vogel's decision to bench Westbrook also with the report that management gave him the go-ahead yeah. to do do what you to see fit. Well, when it, and what Vogel said after the game, why did Westbrook uh, stay on the bench? Mm-hmm. Why did you sit him? He goes, I just want to do whatever I could to get the win and put the uh, players in the best position possible to get the win. Well, he's 5 of 17 from yeah. the field. Yeah. He was lazy on defense, and uh, he was not helping the Lakers. That's what a coach is supposed to do. I don't care if he's a so-called stu- superstar or not. Russell Westbrook should have been benched last night. Uh, let's face it, too. you got to be honest. Frank Vogel is a hell of a basketball coach. He's really good. The Lakers' shortcomings yeah. are not Vogel's right. fault. It'd be a shame if he's the fall guy. He's got to be the fall guy. Yeah. And that's just yeah. the way That's the way business is operated in the NFL. There's yeah. got to be a fall guy. It's usually the coach. Coaches have a short self, shelf life. And Frank Vogel's probably going to take the fall for this. Right. But the front office basically put him in a really tough situation uh, this year, the way this Lakers team's been put together. Just won a championship yeah. in the bubble, and then Easy. I can say it because I can't prove it. They probably were going to win the West last year, but to the Davis probably. injury, well, they're up two one on Phoenix. And, there, and, and you the just Davis said the guy. Davis injury. Anthony sure. Davis has missed the last fifteen games, uh, so the Lakers have been shorthanded too. Frank Vogel's probably going to take the fall, but it's going to go from bad to worse, I think, on this road trip. And does Vogel get fired after the road trip? Does he get fired at the All-Star break? If the Lakers sneak into the playoffs, it's going to be one of the, one of the last seeds in the West. Yeah, eight seed right now. And at Spe- on Spectrum Sportsnet, the home of the Lakers, they open the postgame show and Worthy's got his head on the desk. I mean, he, he just couldn't <laughs> believe it, uh, what transpired and what went down as well. well as you mentioned at the top of the show, the Pacers after that win last night, uh, two and ten in their last twelve games. Yeah. That's how bad that loss was for the Lakers. Yeah. yeah, the performances last night in the association. LeBron had thirty and twelve. Okay, no big deal for him, but his his run of thirty points continues. Embiid had fifty points and twelve rebounds in twenty seven minutes. Mm-hmm. As a result of that performance, NBA guru Jeff Sherman lowered his MVP odds to three to one down the street. It's the fewest minutes played in a 50-point, 10-rebound game in the shot clock era. That's since 1954-55 what he did. And again, that's also because how well Philly's playing and the Durant injury. Last week, the Nets were $7 to win the division. Now they're $1.30. And they had an entertaining win, one-point win uh, over the Wizards last night. The Joker had 49-14-10 and 10 in the overtime win against the Clippers. He's down to 6-1. to one. To win the MVP at some spots. You know, Luka Doncic is not really in that another, MVP another discussion, one. but he had a big night. 41, 14, and 7 last night for the Mavericks. Right. And then, based on everything that happened last night, 26, 25-point games tied for the most on any day in NBA history. 15, 30-point games tied for the most on any day in NBA history. Eight 30-point double-doubles tied for the most on any day in NBA history. Milwaukee beat Memphis, Freak and Morant both went for 33 in the Milwaukee win. And here's another one. What's going on in Boston? 
They're the ninth seed. They got beat at home by Scary Terry in Charlotte. And they got and they would that would link they lost by double digits in that game. Boston's the ninth seed right now. I don't know. But uh, I'll tell you when Brad Stevens stepped down as coach, that was a bad sign for the future of the uh, Celtics. I love Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They don't play well together. Craig Kendrick Perkins was all over something, that. Yeah, something's not going right. That's there, right. So. That's right. Yep, good observation there, too. Uh, good nuggets from Joe Osborne again. Uh, first half, first quarter NBA numbers. They lost the game last night but got the money in the first quarter. The Cavs are on a 24-4 uh, and ATS run on the road, first quarter. They've been great in the first quarter the whole year. 16-5 and ATS at home. In the first half, Nuggets 16 6 and 1 to the over on the road in the first half. OKC 5 15 and 1 ATS on the road in the first quarter. The Nets 27 16 and 1 to the over in the first quarter. It, it cashed again last night. The Toronto Raptors 16 and 3 overrun on the road in the first quarter. Great numbers there that he put together and uh, been tracking that as well. The Colorado Avalanche uh, that won 2 nothing last night on the road in Anaheim, so it's now a 27-4 and underrun in the third period, and everything came to a halt with goal in the first 10, first period over, and the third period as well. And speaking of uh, great numbers with the Colorado Avalanche, and they're in action tonight. They're on the road in a big game against the Kings. Uh, Vegas is a huge favorite out here tonight too, by the way. But... This tweet, this guy works at ESPN. Vin Masai, the Avalanche are 31-2-2 in their last 35 regular season home games dating back to March 10th, 2021. If you include the playoffs, they're 35-3-2 at home in that span, outscoring opponents, now it's updated, by 100 goals. I mean, how absurd is that run? Look at that run, what they're doing. 32 2 and 2 in their last 36 regular season home games. And and then if they include the playoffs, 36 3 and 2, and they're killing people. Last week, we're at Bar Canada uh-huh. on uh, Saturday, right? Yeah. And the Avalanche were $7 home favorites and had win in a shootout. That's the biggest favorite you've seen in hockey. Ever. ever. Yeah. And ever. Had, had to win in a shootout. Right. I didn't follow this when I was. Uh, a little kid in Minnesota watching Wayne Gretzky and those Edmonton Oilers teams that would take you out in a body bag. But but I I can't imagine. It, with a backup goalie, too. Uh, yeah. A backup goalie. They were $7. They got as high as 740 at one spot. Oh, they went into shooting. And then they came back the next night and were 450 on the road. And so more easily, right? I think that was 5 nothing. Right. Yeah. The road was 5 nothing. And then, but then, you know, Vegas is 350 today, uh, taking on Montreal. Uh, and some big, some big favorites coming up too. And then Edmonton. I mean, you want to lay it against Edmonton too? You saw that bizarre press conference with Drysidle. They're there. They've lost six in a row. Mm-hmm. You had the goalie throwing the team under the bus about, listen, I have to do a better job, but we're not scoring either. I mean, that is a disaster. <laughs> what's going on at Edmonton after they were off to a hot start, and uh, they're struggling as well. So uh, good numbers all the way around NBA and NHL, and what transpired last night in the association. And some of these numbers. This is interesting. Some of these numbers that are going around with some futures as well. Draymond Green is even money to win Defensive Player of the Year. Ja Moran is minus $2 most improved. Mobley's really taken off now for Rookie of the Year. That's up to $2 now for Rookie of the Year with Mobley. Okay. Some of those numbers. Really? Should he be that big a favorite? 
Was it him or Barnes? Well, uh, Cunningham was 5-1 right. to one last check. Who is he going to make the case for if it's not Barnes? Yeah, he still got three months no? to go. Cunningham's been playing pretty well. There was a lot of time. Yeah, there's you got three months to go. I'm not sure. $2 is the right number there. When you were a goalie, did you go through slumps? Did you you feel like there were stretches where you were hot and you could stop anything? Oh, sure, and absolutely. There were, there were slumps where you feel like you couldn't stop a medicine ball? Right. Just like basketball, yeah. where you have the, everything, every shot's going in, mm-hmm. and then uh, you don't have any confidence and you can't buy a bat. I mean, that's what Westbrook's going through right now. Walked off the floor early, got out of there, showered, didn't even shower, and let his teammates answer all the questions afterward. Put him in a difficult spot. But, they, yeah, these guys, confidence is a big thing, especially at that position with goalie uh, in the NHL. You're seeing that with several outfits right now. We'll get to win-lose coming up next. Eclectic mix is always huge upsets in college basketball, the NBA, in a all-time bad beat in soccer, historic ending in the Premier League, which we'll get to. Mike Palman studio for the final hour. No hyperbole. We'll recap a crazy weekend at Circa. Some big bets on the NFL playoffs. And Ira Kaufman covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His thoughts on Warp's injury and Tampa at home against the Rams. Great it. All the money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. All right, let's rumble. Pistons money line plus 260. They beat the Kings and Rockets money line plus 650. 13-point dogs in Utah. Explain that one. And the Jazz have the most losses the last few years as double-digit favorites. Happen again. Cavs, 21-4 run first quarter ATS on the road. That cashed again last night. Heat Blazers under 215 down to 210. 104-92. You love this team. They might. There's, there's probably your one seed. I mean, I know that I like the Cavs, but the tough loss last night, but the Heat have been playing great ball. Well, it's three things you look for. Coaching, talent, and motivation when you're, when you're trying to predict who's going to get the one seed. Like you said, do the, do the Brooklyn Nets have the motivation? Do the Bucks? No, but the Heat are going to play to try to get that one seed. Yep. Nets, Wizards over 231 up to 235, 119-118. Coyotes plus 175. They beat the Devils 4-1. to Shots on goal were one-sided, but... You get a goalie who stands on his head. There you go. Rangers plus $1.35. How about this? Reeves scores two goals, and they were down 
early in that game. And then I think they closed with five, yeah, five unanswered goals to win. And I know the Sportsnet stats tweeted out this rough run for Campbell. But uh, huge win for the Rangers. And that's a good division. That's up in the air. But what a job by Gallant, too. Marquette Moneyline, 7-1. to one. What happened to Villanova? Hey, you know, it's been a roller coaster ride for Jay Wright's team this season. I like Villanova a lot, but, man, that was a bad loss last night at home to Marquette. Valparaiso from four down to one and a half. They got the win outright against Northern Iowa. And South Carolina Upstate, 5-1 to one on the money line, beat Gardner-Webb and blew them out. And weren't you telling me Gardner-Webb just beat Georgia? Georgia's bad. <laughs> Georgia <laughs> got blown out by Auburn last night. Tom Crean not getting the job done at Georgia. My God. Uh, subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends as well. You always want to check out these videos. Thanks to everyone who sends them in from time to time. Uh, how about the cat videos? Two cat videos. There's a peekaboo. Hey, how you doing? Open the door. This guy's just hanging out. Hey, what do you want? This is my room. I'm up on the dresser. What do you make of it? And this was I mean, the, the, the look on the dog's face here, too. The cat sees the bird on the... Oh, no! The cat sees the bird on the big screen, the flat screen, and jumps uh, like to come after it and bounces right off the TV. Great job that the TV hung in there. Uh, it stayed on the wall. It didn't break. And the dog looks up. Do you see that? Huh? Is he in trouble? Cats Can you believe are, it? Cats are not smart. Oh, they're <laughs> not smart. Let's get back to the dog. <laughs> and this is there's two types of dogs, Matt. Two types of dogs. This one getting the work on the treadmill, looking over, and this other... Nah, I want no part of this. Because <laughs> it's like people. You have ambitious people right. and lazy people. There you go. <laughs> I love that. What's I love the the hind leg. Just half ad. Look at that. Just courtesy with the half leg. The hind leg with the half effort there at the back. The other guy getting the workout. Right, sure. Excellent. Lose some. Cavs from two up to three and a half. No good. They made a run. I thought they were going to win this one. Got back in the game in the third quarter, and then uh, the Bulls said, see you later. That was no good as well. We Okay, Jim Matheson apparently is an institution there at Edmonton. Hall of Fame record, reporter covers the Oilers. This back and forth here, if you want to call it that, he didn't get any help from Dreisaitl. But this this press conference here, here here's the question, and then uh, Dreisaitl doesn't give him much, and it's awkward at the end. Lots of reasons for why the owners are playing the way they are in terms of winning and losing. What do you think is the number one reason for the losses now? Is there is there one thing that you, in your own mind, you're saying we got to get better at that? Yeah, we ha- we have to get better at everything. Would you like to expand on that? No. Nope. You can do that. You know everything. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm. Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just answering your question. Yeah, you are. Whenever I ask you a question. I gave you an answer. Not very good one. Okay. Okay. I have one more for you. Leon, you show your frustration on the ice last game against Ottawa. Is that a good thing when you show it so the other team knows you're frustrated? Yeah, it's a great thing, for sure. Good. Yeah. Okay, that's it. See you later. Big gulps, huh? Uh, a couple of things there. I, I I like a reporter who shows some backbone. Sure, he did but that. He also showed a lack of professionalism. But why are you so pissy? Why are you so, come on? You can't do that. Be a professional. And also, if you want to, square, can you expand on your answer? Uh, no, you can. He's do not that. required you know to expand on his answer. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have to answer your question. And before you mouth off to him too much, uh, you might want to consider. You might be alone with him in a hallway someday. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. There you go. And they, well, I know they won the division last year, but there's a little bit of what could have been with the Washington football team. Classic Washington football yes. team right here. Warren Sharp tweeted this out. Let's look at the staff in 2013. LaFleur, McVay, and Shanahan. They hired Jay Gruden as head coach instead. And all three left. And you have LaFleur going against Shanahan, winner in the NFC title game, and it could be McVay as well as three of the four guys are still coaching. Those guys look. Yeah, I know. Look at that. By the way, in that photo right there, I think Sean McVay is like 27 years old. Because he's 35 yeah. right now, right? A couple bad beats. Look at the Premier League. Leicester City, plus 240 to win or plus 260 draw against Tottenham. They led 2-1 to one in the 95th minute. They lost the match 3-2. It's the latest comeback to win in Premier League history as Tottenham gets it done. And they scored in the 95th and the 97th minute. And if you laid four or four and a half with Alabama, they won but didn't cover. They won by three. LSU hit a three with eight seconds left. Bama missed a ton of free throws down the stretch in the second half, and they went 0 of 15 from three in the second half. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Log in each Thursday. Get a 20% profit boost on college basketball. Learn more at BetRivers.com. We also received a good tweet. Let's see if you agree with this. That no matter where, no matter where, what Taco Bell you go to, Taco Bell brings people together. And the mix you see at 1 a.m. in the drive-thru, you'll see a $150,000 Mercedes. You'll see a beat-up car that hasn't had an oil change in years. Sure. And you'll see people on a, a guy on a moped just all... To uh, get the, the the value meal and get the You know the, who else might see? A Las Vegas casino owner. Yeah, with yeah. the limo. In the limo. That's well right. Yeah. A, the limo won't fit, so you have to get up and walk up <laughs> to your, to the window and knock on it right. with the backwards hat. Yeah, well played. I thought that was an excellent tweet about you'll see any kind of car and all types of people at 1, 2 in the morning at that Taco Bell drive-thru. Right, that's, that's Absolutely. Well that's said. Yellow. That's the truth. I don't think you get that at Jack in the Box at 3 in the morning. You're not going to get the Derek no. Stevens types going through Jack in the Box. You do get that at Taco Bell. Right. Yes. Uh, Steve Mackinnon, great divisional round playoff trends. Another award-winning addition. Uh, point spread weekly. Last year for the fourth straight season, at least three of the four home teams advanced out of the divisional round and eventually went on to match up at conference championship tilts. And what he wrote about last week with the wild card week. 48-7-1 ATS run. Pick the winner, cash the ticket. Well, it went 6-0. The outright winner is 29-10-1 ATS in the last 40 divisional playoff games. Since the road teams last held in 3-1 edge in 2009, home teams are on a 36-12 straight-up run in the divisional round. And also, the magic number is, for home teams has been 27 that when the home team in this round scores at least 27 points, they're 38-4 and four straight up and 31-11 and 11 ATS since 2002, including a current eight-game outright winning streak. There have only been four road favorites in the last 25 years of the divisional playoffs. San Francisco was the first to win in that scenario in 2014, beating Carolina. The other three lost outright in ATS, including Atlanta, who came up short 15-10, uh, against Philly, who was the one seed. One seed's playing as small home favorites of seven points or less are on a 4-10-1 ATS slide. Mm. And that's both one seeds. Yep. 
The NFC one seeds have turned things around in recent years, going eight and one straight up in their last nine. And the the, the Saturday angle too. The Saturday angle is something. Uh, home teams have gone twenty one and three straight up on Saturday, and eighteen and six ATS over the last twelve seasons. Over the total is sixteen and eight in those games on Sunday. Road teams have performed much better, going twenty two nine and one ATS since 2006, and they were 2-0 ATS last year. Great nuggets and numbers from Steve Mack. Got a lot of papers out there. there. Do you yes. go to Office Depot to get this? You get this official, yes. like, uh... Yes, huh? get the big pack. You them, get yeah. the big pack yeah. at Office Depot. See, I, I use get the that. sportsbook sheets, and I write, I write on the back of the sportsbook sheets. <laughs> you do that? How <laughs> oh, you do that? Everything's, I know where everything is. Everything's organized, sure. Absolutely. Mike Palm in studio, another award-winning edition of No Hyperbole. Uh, an interesting note as well from Chris Bennett, who works here, about a influential better coming in and what they did with the number uh, as well in the in the Bills-Chiefs game. And we'll also get to uh, in pocket at the bottom of the hour and Ira Kaufman to preview Tampa and the Rams. All that coming up on, in, on uh, Follow the Money, these and these sports betting network. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.